This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of Jason Canney's favorite craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. Welcome to Harmonious Gentlemen, the Blind Man Patio Edition. We're sitting on Blind Man's beautiful upper patio, mm-hmm. recording our 15th episode. 1-5. It's a beautiful summer day it in is. the uh, industrial section of Lacombe. And if you hear a saw buzzing in the background, it's called and ambience. <laughs> it's not meant to be annoying, but, but it, it might be. be. <laughs> yeah, so we're excited for uh, to record this episode. Already uh, half a beer in. Um, I'm going to read an email from a loyal listener, Kristen Steenbergen. She sent it a while ago, but it, and it's, it's great. It's One really of my long. favorite listeners, I it's think. It's timely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll just give some of the highlights here. Um, she covered, actually, she listened to all the episodes in a two-week span. So that's, that's pretty wow. impressive. Um, but here's, here are the highlights. I should have jumped in earlier to say that Tyler's recommendation from episode one, season two, about getting up early is great. This is something I do too and would have no time to work out or read or get stuff done if I didn't get up before the kids. And then she goes on to talk about how great of a recommendation it was. <laughs> um, oh, we actually probably need to give her a prize because she voted for the best political film. She voted for King's Speech. Oh, come on. Yes. Whose was that? Was that, that was mine. That doesn't that count. Good. Don't pretend you don't remember that, Tyler. <laughs> of course it was mine. <laughs> Um, I think I think you all agree with me by the end anyway, didn't yeah, you? That's pretty good. That's yeah. a good movie. Nobody yeah. disagreed with that. Yeah. There's nothing worse than Firth. Yeah, and then she gave lots of <laughs> recommendations for <laughs> topics, one of which kind of inspired today's uh, today's topic. And she really liked the bumper sticker idea um, with the thumbs up. I didn't vote for the current government. I've got a few problems with what they're doing. I think she wants that as a prize for winning the competition. Is it possible she Ooh. also liked other things that you didn't recommend, or are you nope. just reading those? No, nope. well, I guess at the end the it says, um, I disagree with everything Chris says. <laughs> yeah, right. it's a robust email though. Otherwise, like I quite, I quite like uh, it. Funny, I didn't see this. We email. really appreciate that email, by the way. I yeah, had, it was great. I loved reading it. Yeah, and the bumper sticker sounds like a great idea, with our mm-hmm. logo in the corner. Mm. Ooh, right. That's a good idea. Percolation. Cool. So, Graham, what are we going to talk about? Well, we have a lot of ideas. I mean, she recommended a few ideas for us, too, that we are going to put in the old uh, chamber for one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of sort of smaller topics that we can kind of encompass by just saying the word environment. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the environment today. Um, we can talk about any aspect you guys want, climate. We can talk about plastics, waste, um, mm-hmm. just minimalist living, anything you guys really want to discuss, we can. And... Uh, yeah, that, we're going to start there and just see where that goes. Maybe it doesn't go anywhere good and we just don't show this. But if you're listening to this, then obviously we liked it. That's right. And you're enjoying it too. It's kind of neat how that always works out for the listener. How many episodes are... are <laughs> or never unlist- doesn't work out, I guess. Well, how many are really not, not out there? That's a good point. There is one. See you soon. <laughs> All right, listeners, you're in for a treat. We've got the co-founder of Blind Man Brewing here what? with us for this episode, what? Hans Duke. big Duke. deal. Hey, Hans. Hey, everybody. Hey, Hans. Welcome here. Yeah. After all Thanks. this time, we're finally saying hi to Hans. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for hosting us. Thanks for 
having me. That's great. <laughs> um, usually at this point we do some recommendations. You want to start us off? Uh, well, I'm only here for a short, short amount of time, so I'm going to oh. recommend another person to come on the <laughs> oh. podcast. Um, uh, she is the pastor of our church. Her name's Dana Vreken, and I recommend her to shed some light oh. on the on the podcast and mm. uh, talk oh. talk wisdom in this place. Mm. Saying we need wisdom, cool. which is probably pretty up. good. I'm, I'm, yeah, if we were looking Except for wisdom, hands is the wrong guy. So yeah, <laughs> so I'm. I don't recommend my. I'm going to leave because I can't recommend myself. <laughs> is there a That's topic it. that you think Mike she'd drop. be really good at talking about? Is something um, that she kind of would. Well, talking like hearing about the issues of, or the whole heaven talk. Yeah, I think she will have a lot of insight in that regard. Okay, and um, just healthy ways to see our faith in in society. I don't know. Awesome. I think that kind of those kind of tie together. So yeah, we might have to change our podcast name for one episode. Yeah, which is probably not harmonious, a bad thing. gentle people. Mm-hmm. That'd be all right. Yeah, ask her what she thinks about that. Awesome. She's probably pumped about that. Can I give another recommendation? Of course. If you're only here for this segment, give as many <laughs> as you want. <laughs> um, I want to recommend um, some ice cream from oh. Edmonton oh. called Pinocchio ice cream. Um, uh, we actually sell their ice cream here what? and we do beer floats. Oh, um, but that's not, that's not where I'm going with that because <laughs> it's not about selling anything. It's about pumping their ice cream cause it's so good. So I was working on the, I was working on Saturday in Edmonton, from Edmonton and I drove back and I had two little sample cup sizes of one was mango sorbet and one was salted caramel and they were just to die for. Hmm. So oh I, where can you if, find them? Um, for sure in Edmonton, and I think you can get it at. I, th- I don't know. I think maybe even Slanter and Chive might have it, but hmm. here in Lacombe. And what kind do you have with your float? We have regular vanilla. Vanilla. And, okay. uh, and what do you pe- put it in? Uh, well, anything. Some people like it in the dark. In a sour, order. maybe. Oh, Some wow. people really like. The majority of people really like it in the lemons and limes sour. Okay. Yeah. I think mm. during the break we have to try this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you should for okay. sure. Yeah. Awesome. But um, thanks for having me. See ya. Thanks, Hans. Hey, good to good see recommendation. you. Good recommendations. Awesome. Both. All right. Who's going next? Yeah, okay. I'll recommend a podcast. Uh, the podcast is called Apollo 11, What We Saw. Today is actually the 50th anniversary of the giant Saturn V rocket taking off from Earth with three people on board to walk on the moon for the very first time. And um, for that reason, Bill Whittle, who's a, I think, conservative kind of podcasting sort of guy has created a podcast about Apollo 11 and it's only going to be four episodes long the first two I think are out already and they're really awesome and if I could recommend that you listen to it in the heated seat of a Ford Escape Mm. 2018 (laughs) um, my wife Shanna will know exactly why I'm recommending that I think that would be a good a good pairing for the Is podcast. It your new rental well, car? This, yeah. <laughs> Listeners will know that you were on the clock here, and since we're recording, Chris, that's right. It must mean you got yourself a car for your wife. Yeah, I did. Nice. Cool. Nice car. Good podcast. I recommend a book. If um, you recall, many episodes ago, I recommended Devil in the White City, which was one of my favorite books of all time. Is that one that you read, or the one that you didn't read? That's the one I read, Tyler. Oh, yeah. Okay. Most of it. Yes, and gave to you and your dad, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and all kinds of people. <laughs> but another one by him, Larson, is called Thunderstruck. And if you like historical nonfiction, uh, it's awesome. Turn of the century, 
Um, wireless transmission, murder, mixed together is awesome and all true. Amazing. So Thunderstruck by uh, Eric Larson. If you want a really cool. good historical nonfiction, do it. Nice. Well, I'm going to recommend an email subscription. Oh. Um, Richard Rohr's Daily Meditation. Mm. Um, in a way, I'm kind of just recommending Richard Rohr's thoughts and ideas. Yeah. Um, but a nice way to get a taste of that is through just uh, kind of these short um, emails each day. Don't take long to read. There's usually a theme for the week. For example, uh, yesterday I got one called Introduction to Christian Mysticism. Christ is everywhere. And yeah, it's just kind of a nice uh, nice way to start the day. So I'm Richard Rohr, meditation. Awesome. So we've had everything on this podcast. Wow. Recommending people, ice cream, books, emails, and uh, podcasts. And cars. And cars. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Um, reminder to our listeners, um, we like having other people recommend stuff to us as well. I get right. kind of sick of these guys and their opinions on things, so <laughs> no offense. So if you have any recommendations, um, shoot them our way. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. The environment. Cool. Do you like the environment, Chris? I do. I'm yeah. undecided at okay. this point. <laughs> <laughs> this might be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> So my lovely wife, who some of you know is the voice of our ads at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. um, has really been passionate lately about cutting back our plastics use. So that's cloth bags, that's bulk barn buying, that's basically any product that is wasteful in this plastic is not, she's trying not to support those businesses. And it's mm-hmm. become, yeah, a real a real um, passion for hers lately. And, and she talks about it a lot and, and uh, we talk about it a lot too. And I'm not necessarily uh, opposed to those efforts. But it makes me kind of wonder, um, should everybody be trying those things? Uh, one person doing that, does that make any difference mm-hmm. at all whatsoever? Is it more of an ethical? Is it a moral initiative? Is it, is it, is it every person actually helping? Um, what do you guys think? Well, just yesterday, I was dumping a huge tray of plastic waste into the, the dumpster at Wendy's <laughs> with my family. Eating at Wendy's with five people. Like, <laughs> it's a lot yeah. of, it's a lot of, a lot of plastic straws and spoons. Especially if you get a salad. Well, then we got Frosties at the end. 99 cent Frosties. Extra uh, recommendation, by the way. Um, but yeah, we, Chris and I have been talking about it quite a bit too. I think you mentioned Bulk Barn. We're looking into that as an option. But I don't know. I don't think about it all the time. Like it's, I think it's a worth worthwhile practice I think there's enough reason to limit our use yeah and everything does seem overpackaged there's no question I thought that as a kid when I have to wrestle my G.I. Joes out of their little packaging but there are some things that go a little too overboard like the straw movement right now I find a little bit ridiculous that turtle Mm -hmm. that had the straw pulled out of its nose was a sad heart-wrenching video but the fact that I can't use a straw in Alberta which is 1,200 kilometers from the nearest You don't ocean. know what our turtle population is here. <laughs> <laughs> I found that a little crazy that we can now not get a straw in Red Deer. I, can certain... guess, I don't even know what you're talking about, the turtle thing. Oh, I, really? I actually don't know what oh, that is. Wow. you got to look up that video. Okay. Do you think that's what sort of like started the whole no straw initiative? Uh, well, as far as I know, that is what did. But... Really? Huh. Yeah, I didn't know about that either, but I knew, yeah, straws have definitely been the, the focus. 
And I know there's an inordinate amount of plastic in the ocean and that we have to change it. Like, no question about it. Right. But so just then, but it, should we be boycotting fast get food these restaurants? Kind of bandwagon jumping things that yeah. I don't know if they are helpful or not. But it, is it like so bandwagoning? Sure, but is it is it is there any negative? I mean, you're annoyed that you have to get used to non-plastic straws, but like really? Oh no, no, I know like, what you mean. But like, is the is not is not having a straw going to reduce the amount of plastics that we have? Or are there other efforts that we should right. focus on? Right. So is it is it a lot of effort for not really as much results? Right. Right. Like when you see how much plastic Indonesia allows to right. slip into the ocean when it's a rainy day. Right. Like that's where we need to focus our efforts, not on but that's, that's straw where I get, drinkers in central Alberta. I get my back up a little bit about that where it's almost like the attitude where it's like, well, other countries are worse, no, so we shouldn't no, do anything. Right, yeah. I don't mean that there's nothing we can do here. I think yeah. everything I buy is overpackaged. Yeah. I've always thought. When I have to buy a special tool to cut through the clamshell <laughs> plastic to get at yeah. my yeah. garden or, shears, like that toys, is dumb. kids' toys, like they're buckled in for dear life, those G.I. Joe's yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, things are overpackaged. Yeah. Well, and I think hmm. um, I read an article about government mandating, like... Uh, practices of businesses and restaurants for using less plastics. Yeah. And I think that, like, I don't see a problem with that. Like, eating out is kind of a a luxury, and if I have to pay 50 cents more for my um, McValue meal or whatever, mm-hmm. because they, they make the switch from plastics to some other products, like, I think it's it's not that big a deal. Um, so I, I almost find yeah, the people who are defending these businesses saying, they're, they, why should they switch? It's like, it's just going to cost consumers more. Mm-hmm. But in most of those places, the things that you're buying that are heavily packaged, like, why not pay a few more cents for it? Yeah. If, it if it's good for the environment. Right. Um, maybe, s- maybe there's some, some who don't think it, it is having a net positive effect, maybe. Maybe right. some don't even believe it's a problem. You That's know. possible. Right. Some like Chris think in Alberta, we yeah. should be allowed to use as much plastic <laughs> as we want. That is totally <laughs> taken out of context. <laughs> uh. But yeah, that's. I think there's multiple levels to the, to the discussion, right? Like, I think all of us would agree that plastics are a major problem in yeah. the world. There are some who don't believe that, right? Um, and I and we do. So we can at least start from that place. Um, but you know, is that it's kind of funny when you mention these straws. But then I'm going to Costco today, and like the amount of plastics and packaging I'm getting from Costco oh. is a thousand straws in one go. Right. You know what I mean? So. Right. And I think it's that clamshell, you know what I mean really when I say thick. that they kind of button together on the edges, yeah. like, and that stuff isn't really recyclable. Yeah. It's like a lower grade plastic, I think. Yeah. And there's not much you can do with it when it's used. And that's like Costco for sure. Yeah. Everything yeah. seems to be put into those things. Not, not to burn bridges with a potential, um, advertiser, <laughs> but major like, sponsor, but Keurig cups, <laughs> are they not like the worst thing of all time? Like Keurig, these thick yeah. plastic cups that we just throw away by the, do you think they're awful? I, I'm. I wondered. I thought that about cellophane too, but then I heard somebody speaking about how much food is saved by using certain plastics. Right. And actually the trade-off is like, it's kind of remarkable. And I wonder if it's the same with Keurig. Like if people aren't throwing away a pot of coffee Mm -hmm. and they're just using a single serving, Hmm. is the trade-off in the packaging? I don't know. I think I I was telling you about that where like food products, like uh, fresh produce that's wrapped, shrink wrapped in plastic. Um, there's a movement to for people to not buy that plastic. For example, cucumbers. Right. It's all, every cucumber is shrink individually wrapped. Individually wrapped. Individually. Right? Big fan of cucumbers yeah. on the but, show here, by the way. <laughs> and it's too bad Hans Hans bailed, but yeah, he uh, his family yeah. um, 
works in the he's cucumber industry. He's a beer guy industry. now, but he had cucumber roots. Right, but he was saying the other day that a cucumber that's not shrink-wrapped will uh, basically go bad in like two days, a day yeah. and a half. Yeah. So when you go to Costco, their food and their everything's coming from so far away. It's probably been on a truck for two days. Right, so it's... I mean, then we could talk about the, the impact of the trans, transportation, but if we're just talking about the food going bad, then plastic Packaging. might actually be, like, right. net it's, positive. It's saving a lot, it's of, saving produce. A lot of produce. Yeah. Do you think that, like, I don't know if you guys, I know, Tyler, you go to the Red Deer Market quite often, like, I don't know if you feel this way, Chris, but they're, it's busy. Like, it's so yeah. busy the last couple of years, and a lot of those trucks don't have the plastic, like, to convert from the, mm-hmm. the farms, and... Those are, if you can do that, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. Like that's a good way right. to do it. A little more expensive probably, maybe in some cases. And you feel um, good about yourself going, hey, I brought fresh veggies for the whole week. Sure. You're buying from someone local. You're not transporting across the country. Which is awesome in Red Deer for 16 weeks of the year. Right. Exactly. Kind of sucks <laughs> well, for the so other busy, right? yeah. 36. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of people who are trying to make those efforts. Like they're, yeah. they're recognizing sure. that. Um, it just can be discouraging when you're at the grocery store and you see certain things where it's like, it's like you're trying to put as much packaging as yeah, possible it looks sometimes. Like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we try that root beer float real quick? Packaging? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or that, be- that beer float? Time out for root beer. Yeah, with, a, with a plastic straw, please. <laughs> Two. All right. So, in our last segment, um, one of us, Chris, mentioned <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> he hates the earth <laughs> and everything that, in it. The plastic straw issue might not be as big a deal in central Alberta. And uh, it made me think about um, another issue, climate change and uh, carbon emissions and carbon taxes. And I've had conversations with students and, and adults even about how in Canada we're actually doing pretty good. So why do, are we so Pretty good like that? at the, the way we control our... Right, like we're meeting, we're meeting the standards and we yeah. have a lot of forested area in Canada. So we're actually, I've even heard people say we're net positive, so we should be able to use more carbon than other countries. Yeah. And I disagree with that. I feel like Graham might disagree with that. That's a safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems, seems similar to the argument of, of the straw thing in central Alberta. So I don't know. What do you guys think I, about like, that? Are you should, baiting me? <laughs> Throwing out that out there. I'm trying to challenge our harmoniousness. Right. Well, Chris, you mentioned if if certain other countries aren't going to put forth the effort, right? Then nothing will. Okay, really... why don't I just say it? Okay. So let's say <laughs> 35 million of us are doing a pretty good job in Canada, meeting the Tokyo Accord or whatever the current accord is. Kyoto, Kyoto, Paris, Kyoto, New Brunswick, the New Brunswick <laughs> Accord, the Charlottetown Accord, and. A country that has like one and a half billion people like China or India are not meeting those targets. Like what difference does it make? Like I kind of get that argument. I'm not saying that means we, you know, are off the hook and we don't have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. But yeah. I do wonder if um, if we're if we're doing our best and countries that are producing way more carbon mm-hmm. than us aren't caring because they're going through their own industrial revolution or whatever the period they're in. Yeah at the time, um, that could be a problem. So we have some but, convincing to do. But yeah. shouldn't we, doesn't that put more onus on us to do even better? Well, I mean, we can chart that out, but it's sort of like, you can do all you want. If you're a realist here, I don't think you have to be like a, hmm. um, a glass is half empty person to say, oh, we could do all we want, but if they're not going to do it right. too... 
it's not going to really matter. There's a lot of things that some other countries do that we would morally say <laughs> we're not doing that. Right. Because in Canada, we don't have 12 year olds work in factories. I'm not saying that that's. I'm just saying. Yeah. It might not be the best I, I don't analogy. know if that's the best argument, no, but I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not harvesting organs think, either. Like, I, no, I know what you mean. I know. But. But, but, but what I'm pointing out, I'm trying to point out anyway, is that like, I think for some people, the moral imperative, like they might use that argument, but not really in good faith. They don't really mean that. What they really mean is, I don't believe it's actually a problem. Right. That's right. Therefore, it's, so that so we're not even arguing or discussing it, starting in the same place. That might, right. that's my issue. So like, you're logical. That's logical. But I think most that say that deep down, and it gets me off the hook, and I don't even have to well, meet exactly. the agreement And I think anymore. a lot of people right, don't even right. think that it's a problem. I mean, there are a lot of people. Let's not kid ourselves that don't that think climate change is a hoax. Like, don't don't. Well, and we live in Alberta, where a lot you know, of our economy is based on yeah. fossil fuel. Yeah, emissions. Emissions, yeah. and it's true. Digging so, it up. Right. And, you have to be careful when it comes to those arguments. Is like, are we? Do we actually agree that like climate change, man-made climate change, is a problem? Right. I believe it really is, and some people really believe it's not, and that's yeah. that's a hard discussion to, to negotiate. Well, and who are we going to believe? People who have you know become scientists after years and years, and who have studied something after years and years, and who have come to an agreement after mm-hmm. studying this Over, for years and years, yeah. or. Big oil, who's yeah. people whose livelihood is yeah. Lively, I mean, and it's well, hard to argue. Yeah, I think even people who who believe that it's a problem, um, but have the mindset that you're talking about, Chris, where it, we're not going to make a difference here, right? So you, if you have both those things going for you, you think climate change is an issue, but what we do won't actually help. So if we're if we're trying to like limit our emissions, that's actually going to put us at a disadvantage against these other countries. And some yeah. people think that's a bigger deal right. than the environment, right? Like mm. the economy is more important than our environment. They don't think climate change doesn't, isn't real. They just think like we need to keep up with these other countries if that aren't meeting. Is that, is that danger? Right. Like yeah. it's well, more dangerous. Well, in the short to, term, I think the economy is a bigger deal, right? We see that in elections. We oh, see yeah. that in, well, like a general livelihood. If people, you got to take care of your family, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you thinking, yeah. hey, this is my job. I'm going to do what it takes to yeah. earn money. Yeah. Which is why people get upset even about spending a few extra cents on a straw, maybe. Right. Like, because it ties into, this is my life, this is my family. Yeah. Um, that's a much different, yeah. So that's that's the tricky part is when I hear that argument. I, I sometimes don't even think that's really the, the argument they're making. Yeah, like, that's interesting. Point. I probably haven't thought of it that way. And I, I don't you think know. that that means we shouldn't be taking care of the earth that. the best that, that we could. No, no, I know that, Chris. And I also do think it yeah. matters what, what is your motivation to do that mm-hmm. if it if you think god's given you a a reason to take care of creation yeah um that changes the way or it should i don't know if it always does it yeah. should change the way you operate and yeah. purchase and i think what tyler said is is sadly kind of what it boils down to a lot of these conversations is it's it's just the it's money right it's the economy yeah it's keeping people in their homes and fed and and, and that's versus sacrifices that we have to make we have these lifestyles we have these toys we have these light you know homes but is it sustainable, right, in this world? And a lot of scientists are saying it's not sustainable and we're in big trouble, you know, and people don't want to hear that, especially when, look where we live, like, we don't have a lot of those weather issues. We've got fresh water, right? we've got... It, we don't see a lot of this stuff that's already grass, kind of happening, right? And Yeah, clean air. And it's hard. It's out of sight, out of mind. And um, Do yeah. you ever um, worry about who you're listening to? Like who, like, for example, I heard the other day the ice coverage is greater than it's ever been in the North Pole. And I think, well, that seems opposite to what all these yeah. 
other reports are that I've heard. So how do I know? I've heard some students yeah. make those arguments What's before. And, it, it, and usually when I hear something like that, I'll, NASA's got a good climate website. Yeah. I'll, I'll sort of start there and it's usually referenced pretty well. And, and almost, well, I will say every time that I've been challenged with something like that, yeah. it turns out that there's, that there's not a lot behind it. Like so that where just, are they hearing that stuff from? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean... Like, are there hucksters Info out war, there who Info just wars, want Fox people News. to I mean, of course. Like, deny? when they say 99% of scientists agree, you yeah. got to wonder what those 1% yeah, are doing. Yeah, what's that guy doing? And it well, does not... Well, because then they have... They, that 1% has 100% of the coverage on the opposing well, right. feed. Yeah, maybe. Right? right? And... Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to... Finding where your science comes from maybe is hard for some people, but um, I don't think it's... That. Scientific journals, Scientific America, there, there's a lot. If you just Google scientific journals, they'll come up, and it's pretty easy to weed through reference journals and not. It, it, it is. Like, I it's just, maybe not easy, but it takes effort. But I just go on Facebook and go, like, <laughs> new science, and then search my feed for... Oh, and I don't feel I have to do that because I trust what the scientific community is saying in general i'm like oh, i yeah. think we all okay. agree on that right i think we do i don't think there's this idea that scientists are nefarious and they just want money and it's like i'm sorry but it, that's that's a lot of crap it really is i mean well, you really want to follow the money in this issue you really want to follow where the yeah, billions right, of dollars right. go give me a break what was that other book you scientists recommended about that? are not in it for that it, it, it's it's not true sorry you recommended a book once about oh, somebody yeah. who studied oh it was really good just talk for a second i'll think spot, about it but well i i just think well, I'll, uh, I'll use that to segue into Richard Rohr. I, I mentioned uh, him in my recommendation. I just listened to something. I listened to a podcast where he was talking about um, universal incarnation, hmm. where God was not only incarnated in Christ, in Jesus, but Christ is actually in everything, including the air we breathe and um, basically all, all matter. He and, does make a distinction between that and pantheism, right? Like he, right, he, he does. He doesn't talk about, yeah. Right, but even without getting too deep into that, even just thinking if God is in everything around us, like that's kind of what's on my mind when I'm thinking about the environment. If I have to make a decision, hmm. right, like where is, where is God? Is he in yeah. the water around us? Is he in the, the air we breathe? Or is he in the economy? Right? right. Or if I have to make a decision between those two things, like even if I'm not positive on the science, I'm going to lean towards the, in, the environment. Yeah. But Merch- figure it out? Merchants of doubt. Merchants of Mer- doubt. And it, this, this strategy is used by tobacco. Because for a lot of years, 98% of all scientists and doctors said that tobacco could cause mm-hmm. these problems. And 1% or whatever didn't. And you got to wonder, you know, and so they were able to use those kinds of numbers in the same way that climate change is, is happening. So... So when you say that, Ty, about Richard Rohr, what, how would that like actually impact a decision? Can you give an example of like what would be like a practical thing that would change well, for you? Well, if, if someone came and said there's science out there saying that there's more ice, like we don't have to worry about climate change because there's actually more ice than like I would. And then my decision would be, do I support a government that's more... Um, taking more action against climate change mm-hmm. than another government. Like, what's the, the opposite? I'm trying to think about what the opposite is. Um, yeah, help me out here if you know what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Um, a government supporting coal? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, 
ice capades. Um, well, even things like straws. Yeah, like right? I was like thinking just, more just, in your just, purchasing just habits or things. your yeah, like just little things that don't hurt me that much to spend a little more money. Yeah, if it like if there's a chance that it'll help the environment, then I would, then you would lean that. towards that. Yeah, I might not go pushing it in in everyone else's face and saying you need to do it, but the first time you guys had to pay carbon tax at the pump, were you mad about it? Furious. Did you notice it? Fuming. Were you upset? Uh, I just thought, like, oh, it must be a long weekend. The price of gas went up. Right. Like, I could see if I was in a, in a state where I was worried about providing for my family or, like, really, really tight, where a few more dollars here and there would, yeah. would yeah, it probably make doesn't a huge difference. Yeah, it probably doesn't affect us but, as much as would others. But, I, like, I'm like, I kind of trust scientists. I kind of trust our government to a certain level, like, and enough of an extent where if they think it's good for the environment, like, let's doesn't hurt me that much to pay a few more bucks yeah oh man the government's got their claws in you tyler they do they're just sucker <laughs> hey by the way i thought we were supposed to have no more carbon tax isn't that what we were promised well i think they're still working on it oh, okay. uh, you know it doesn't just happen overnight that's true that's true, <laughs> that's true. promises the alberta party guys just to throw this in quickly would have had that taken care of right away probably yeah <laughs> By the way, this root beer, or sorry, this beer float, really good. It is really good. Yeah. Mine's, mine's gone. First yeah. mini confession, I made a beer float when I was 17, well, 18, mum, and it was Budweiser and probably like oh. Lucerne ice cream or something. <laughs> this is way better. Cotton candy ice cream. Uh, one of the topics I think about when we talk about environmentalism is animals. Always loved them and uh, love eating them, playing with them, <laughs> collecting the little figurines <laughs> when I was a kid. But animals. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes there's, you know, movements, things like PETA or um, that I just don't really know how to take. Lately, well, oh, go how ahead. How do you take this, Chris? So. Calgary Stampede this week. Yeah. Um, a guy kind of was suspended, right, from ever yeah. being in it again, veered into... Yeah, made you, like an illegal play. Races, what are they called? Stagecoach races? Uh, Chuck Wagon. Chuck Wagon, thank you. Yeah. And his horse died. Well, and his or the other guys? Oh, I the other think. guys. I think yeah, he killed guys. another guy's horse. he came in second and then got disqualified or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> what do you think about that? Like, is that just part of the game? Is that part of the fun? Yeah. Horses dying? That's like, bring question. your kids? What do you think? Ugh. I don't know. I, I was watching with my son, and as we were watching together, he said, I don't know if I'm fascinated by the fact that we're watching rodeo or just completely disgusted that animals are dying. And I kind of, I'm probably in that place too, where hmm. I, it's sort of a 50 50. It's like amazing to watch bull riding, steer wrestling, calf roping. Yeah. And should we be doing this? I don't know. Well, even like, I remember as a kid finding out how they get the like bulls and horses to buck, right? Like you just, pull a strap, make it real. Like you're basically hurting the animal to the point where they're going to freak out. They're annoyed. Right. And they're trying to get everything. more than annoyed. I think yeah. if they're bucking around like that, they're pretty pissed off. They're trying off. to get you off. Right. So yeah. like, and I, as a kid that bugged me now, I don't, I don't, doesn't bug me at all, hmm. but cause you're so desensitized. You're so oh, heartless. I just, I just, my cat ruined my empathy for animals. <laughs> Sometimes but, I get resensitized to things. Like I saw the movie right. Blackfish or mm. The Cove, and then I'm just like passionate about we're never going to SeaWorld again. And yeah. we have to treat. But those, I don't know if that makes a difference because those animals seem like sentient. I wouldn't care if that was like a, a walleye or a, a cat. Right. 
But if it's a orca <laughs> or a dolphin, I do care. Would you watch like cat wrangling at the oh, it'd stampede? Be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> cat. I yeah. I guess I I didn't grow up here. I thought part of my my upbringing around horses and stuff. I think if horses are dying like every year, then maybe just don't do it. I don't know. That might people might hate me for that, but it's like if they're dying, then just don't do something else. Oh, well, my, Chuck Woodland I don't know. would hate you for it. Maybe, maybe if that's part of your sport, okay. I'm not going to argue that, but I think if they're dying, maybe. Well, my reason for anything else you can do or supporting that, I guess, would be not necessarily for the animals' sake, but for the people who are offended by it. Like if it's offending people, that you're and then and it's I guess kind of like I was saying before, it's not that big a deal to change the sport. Maybe it is though. Well, it is to some people probably. Yeah, I bet. I bet That's it is. That's their livelihood or their income this or their lifestyle. This is like over hundred years old, isn't yeah. it? Like yeah. I've been going for a long time. It's it's ingrained. So I mean, I wouldn't presume to like go there and boo it. I just might not go. Um, I don't know. I don't know. If I think that's it's right. a big deal to like to change a rule or to yeah. say we're gonna. It's nice that the Stampede suspended that guy. It's nice. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. That's not how you're supposed to do I it. I think they take it seriously. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they don't want it to happen. That shouldn't happen, and their rules sort of protect that. But I was reading, you know, the well. a- animals do die every year at various events. It happens. And if that doesn't matter, that's to some, that's okay. But to me, and I just oddly, feel like... it's followed by the Calgary's cookout every, <laughs> <laughs> every year. That's also been going on for 100 years. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There are people like national news though, right? Like every year it's like, oh, there's the Calgary Stampede again. Like people get all yeah. mad about it. And Well, if it's so then I guess that's know, I don't know. what I was saying is that if people are so upset about it, then maybe we shouldn't do it. But not for the animal's sake, but just for the people's sake. So like one person is mad? You just No, but it's not just one person that's mad. Right. Right? Like, yeah. Do you like think in general those people are also people who like don't, are they vegans or are they, like you're not Graham, but. Do, no. do you do you think about how your food is sourced? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. and that's another thing we can start talking about a little bit is is mm-hmm. how our food is produced for us, and yeah. in terms of smaller or factory farms. And there are many topics we could discuss. But look, I'm just coming at it from a point where I never really went to stampedes growing up. Yeah, I hear about it and I think to myself, well, that seems kind of unnecessary. Like, maybe don't yeah. do that. But I have no context, <laughs> yeah. and so right. and I'm not trying not to judge too much. I just think it's kind of bizarre that these animals are put in front of people and families to potentially die. And, you know, if that's happening, I, I must just be missing something, right? Like, well, and I'm, maybe I'm used to rodeos and because right. I'm an Albertan. Um, when the right. Japanese decided to start whaling again this summer, right. yeah. I was like, that is absolutely unnecessary. Right, but, but they're using it for food and they're... Sure. Um, but I find that gross. And why do they need to eat whales? Couldn't they well, eat and, and tuna? Some whales are extremely endangered. And there's a whole other issue there where it's like, right. yeah. But no, it's funny, right? Like it's it, it's a cultural thing. And well, and what about like bullfighting? Yeah. Like the whole point of the it's entertainment purely, yeah. and it's just yeah. torturing and killing an animal in front of a, an audience. Yeah. Right. Like I feel like that's one end of the spectrum, whereas whaling is, I mean, it's not entertainment. It's for food. Yeah, if you right, watch so like the cove. I don't know about the the, the dolphin thing. That's yeah. not for yeah, food, I've never is seen it? Like, the cove. well, supposedly, but it's is it a documentary? Yeah, it's like it's really a real, uh, documentary. It's really cool. How about I change my book recommendation to a movie? Watch the cove. It's an amazing yeah, movie. It is really good. Hmm. Yeah. Is it going to make me empathize with animals? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, big yeah. time. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not here to like blast the stampede. It looks like a lot of fun actually. Um, yeah. yeah, it is fun. But I, uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if it's, if people are desensitized to something like bullfighting, we look at that and think that's a bit much, like you're torturing and killing. But that's just what they grew up with. It's normal to them. It's what right. they enjoy. It's hard to tell people in that culture, like, you're wrong. Just like it's hard for me to come in and be like, you're wrong. 
Um, is there like a level but, of animal sentience that you go, yeah, oh, I, you could do that to like butterflies, but you shouldn't do sure. that to horses. I hate butterflies. Um, <laughs> I just saw a butterfly fly by. That's why. Love caterpillars though. It's a weird. Oh, weird that thing. is weird. Yeah, I, that's a great question, right? Like I eat meat, and so obviously I'm okay with the killing of animals for certain food, reasons. Certain reasons, yeah. Um, it's not entertainment; it's sustenance. Um, and I think there are ethical ways to do it. I think Canadian farmers are probably pretty pretty good with that stuff. I, I don't know for a fact. I'm pretty sure they are. What about sport hunting? Hmm. I've always had a problem with that, but like I, I've always thought, why not go out there and take a photo of it at close range and put that on your fireplace? Yeah. yeah. Wiener. I guess. <laughs> like what? <laughs> okay. You shot something from behind a tree. Good job. I don't know. I've always thought that's weird. It, again, it's. Yeah. I did not grow up with it. I have no idea. It's a gun thing. I. I don't get it. And I, I'm with you. I think it's bizarre to go out into the woods and, and secretly shoot something in the face. Or maybe you have to it. use the only weapons that it has. Like if you're with a bear, you can put on these big like. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Claws. Yeah. Or antlers. Well, maybe these like these guys. Yeah, I, you know, I think Trump's kids have pictures of them going over to Africa and on these big game, and they're and they're holding lions and stuff, and they and they go out oh, and kill. Oh, but you these. know, they shot it from a jeep oh, with a high-powered rifle. And okay. I actually, I don't think that about hunting if you're going to eat it. I one hundred percent go for it. That, yeah, I have no, no problem with that. Sport. But it's like when you're yeah, yeah. Here's I, the elephant I, I shot. Oh, I do see the on. like. I'm on the same page with you guys. Where I don't really like. I get. I think it's totally cool to hunt and eat. Yeah, animals. no, that's great. But I also see that the fun in the stalking, like being out in the out in the forest, kind of stalking an animal, and then getting it, like it's that the sport part of it I get. Yeah, but I don't get hunting a lion that you're not going to eat. Yeah, right. Right. That's, like, that's, so I kind of yeah, see. I I, that's I, what I. I think do too. see the the fun side of it because I see there's strategy and there's an element of danger. Yeah. Even if you have a, well, that's where I think like bow hunting. Yeah, right. those guys like, are crazy. Like it's Bo- bear bow hunting, right? Right. Like now you you're, could definitely die. I see the that. fun in that, but well, I don't really think I don't. I don't. <laughs> I see well, the. Like, it's amazing, but I don't. Well, know just if like it's skydiving fun. or like like you're risky picturing a guy are, with like a sniper rifle shooting a lion. There's no, no challenge. You're saying there's I don't a difference. Think that, I think there's a difference right, between the right, two. Right, so I right. do see, but I, but I do also see, like if my, if I was invited to go hunt moose or deer and then eat the meat afterwards. Like I would be intrigued by that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think. That's like I'm not totally what, opposed to what the people hunt have done part. for thousands of years. That makes sense yeah. to me. But don't you think it'd be kind of fun to be trying to be quiet and follow an animal and call it oh, in? Oh yeah. And I, like yeah, it's the like hunting for sport rather than for right um, necessity or whatever. I suppose you if there's if the animal is plentiful in the area, right, and there's lots of them. Yeah, it's different too. I I sure. don't know. Well, I, they, I have a question. Why, why does Eric Trump want to go to another country, kill a giraffe, and take a picture? Why? He killed a, gi- a giraffe. <laughs> there's some there's some pictures you can. I don't know if I don't know people even giraffe. If you look up, giraffe, if you look up the Trump, it's like, it's like I'm picking on the Trumps because they it came out. Whatever. A lot of people do these these, these oh, big man. game. They go. It's expensive. They come go, on, Eric. They sit in the back of yeah. Well. They go in the back of a jeep, like you said. They're, they're like unless he froze the meat. And I'm sure the guy the holds the gun for them and like yeah, does the whole thing for them it. and get. But like, I, I wonder what drives men and women to do that. Like, I, I have absolutely no desire to fly over and shoot an elephant in the face for a picture. And I wonder, and I'm. Well, I don't think you shoot in the face if you want to display its head. You're the expert. <laughs> but you got like, t- tell me why. Like, I, I, I just don't get it. Is but it maybe a power there's a sense like a, of like a, a man thing, versus yeah. nature That's kind all of it thing. Is? Yeah. 
That might be the same as rodeo. Like, hey, I bested that bull yeah. for eight seconds, yeah. or I twisted that little well, steer's we neck. Saying, like, like, how <laughs> it would be sweet to like, um, to like fight a bear and win. Oh no, that's kind of well, cool. My yeah, students know that cool. I already know how to do that, so I'm good. Right. <laughs> that, yeah. They did mention that. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I, I I guess it fascinates me because I don't understand it. Like, I, I look. I'm from the outside. I'm thinking, what are these people getting from this? I mean, when I kept that scroll out of my shed a couple summers ago, that felt pretty good. <laughs> but I didn't Did have you to... mount its little head above your fireplace? No, I didn't have to kill it. He was a sweet little guy. You know, squirrels are people too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like pests, I don't have a problem killing pests. Today there was a mouse on my... A dead one. I, ugh, My cat brought it in. Just another reason to hate cats. So we really don't know what we think, I think, at the end of this. Well, that's true. Yeah. Mice, you can kill. Can you email us and Giraffes, tell us what we should no. think? Tell us how we're correct or totally wrong. Yeah. Well, are animals people too? No. Okay. But it does feel like <laughs> there's this, we have a sense of if you're doing it just for the sport, yeah. then maybe. Everyone's line right. is different. Everyone's what exactly? Like, are, what's your purpose there? When my kids see a spider and they're like inside the house and they heartlessly squish it, I like that. Hmm. And I'm like, but it's eating the but, bugs in your house. You should leave it. <laughs> but if Take they if they were like stalking like a bird, a robin outside and trying to kill it for fun, I wouldn't like that. Right. Hmm. Let's uh let's take the summer to think about that. <laughs> and talk about it later. <laughs> well, it's cause spiders are scary and gross. Ow. <laughs> well, okay, this is going off. This is going off. <laughs> Any of the true crime listeners out there know that with some of these serial killers, treatment of like animals young actually can often correlate to them. Like we're talking right. like well, harsh torture. Yeah, I don't think it's like killing a spider, but like no, no. But, I'm but saying, dismembering a cat or something. Are, are they getting something similar out of cutting a cat's head off, then going out in the savanna and killing? It? Like you know what I'm saying? Like there must be some relationship between those two sensations. There's some desire behind killing something, and you know what I mean? Like I'm not saying it's the same, but that's what creeps me out about it. It's like what yeah. is with the desire to kill something? Yeah, you know. Just for the sake of just killing for the sake of killing it, it. yeah, for totally. a picture. If it's to absorb its energy, <laughs> it makes sense. If you, if you want to enlighten us here, um, please email us at harmoniousgentleman at gmail um, Fill us in. Let us know um, the gaps in our understanding. We love talking about this stuff. Um, the laptop has got nine percent battery, so we better oh. hurry up and do our final um, confessions and goodbyes. I've had a lot of fun today, guys. That's, That's been great. great. And the sun's on my arm. It's nice. All right, let's do some confessing. Um, so much to confess in the summertime. So many things that we do that we wish we hadn't. So guys, I'm going to confess something with my parenting. And it's actually a serious one. Like, it's actually one that makes me think a lot and kind of gets me unhappy with myself sometimes. But um, when I'm dealing with people of any age, my go-to style in, in a confrontation is sarcasm. That's really? Just, that's just what... I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get... That's what I do. It's it's a mechanism, right? I get sarcastic, yeah. and with Harvey, like that's I do that sometimes. And he has he has no context for sarcasm. He's three years old or almost four. He doesn't get it. And I can and Heidi can say like I sound like a real jerk sometimes, right? There's times where I need to be a little more just like to the point and patient. But I go right to sarcasm. And sometimes I'm in the middle of saying something. And I'm like, dude, you're such an ass. Like, don't talk like that to your kid because mm-hmm. of the tone. It's not so much what you're I'm saying. You're saying that to yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not to him. Right. 
But the tone that I'm using with him from time to time is really not a good tone. Hmm. So I'm confessing to you guys in the hopes that maybe it can make me more aware is that I stop using that tone with my stop child. Stop using sarcasm on because your kid. Because hmm. it's, it, it, he doesn't, he, first of all, yeah, right, like he's going to respond to it. Like, of course not. And two, I don't want him internalizing that and, and that's how you discuss things, right? Who's the audience for your sarcasm with your kids? <laughs> <laughs> I say it loud enough so Heidi upstairs can hear me. <laughs> okay. That's good then. So that's my confession is that I want to stop yeah. being sarcastic when I get really frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, and with June too. She's one years old, and, and you know, and I still do it. <laughs> she doesn't know what's going on. I love her, but yeah. All right, Chris, or I mean, Ty, you should go next. Well, my confession is uh, related to the topic of uh, stewardship and taking care of the environment. And I was actually given a metal straw and wooden spork, I believe, as a as a gift. Oh, a spork from a, um, a from beloved a family member. Oh. But I have never ever used it. Oh, shame. And um, you say you yeah, care it's about just, I was bad. <laughs> like it's just sitting at the bottom of my backpack. I think so. It was a, it was a good gift. I appreciated the the uh, the heart behind it. But that's my confession. Just say. But you were like plastics. I don't. It, the straw is a little too big to put in my pocket and <laughs> have conveniently around. So. Doesn't like clip to your keychain or something. No. Could you get a piercing and put it in your ear? Oh, it might fit. It might fit. Stretcher size. Uh, so I'd like to confess, well, first of all, I, I need to like be really proud of myself that I gave Smarties to Andy, our listener. Yes. And they had been sitting in my cupboard at home for about a month before I actually gave them to him, but I mm. didn't give him those Smarties. We were at church one Sunday and my wife said, did you bring those Smarties? And I said, no. So I left church in order to go buy Smarties to give to Andy to wow. put in his church mailbox. So wow. I missed, sorry, Peter, if you're listening to this, uh, part of your sermon in order to fulfill my duties as a harmonious gentleman. That just yeah, shows your priorities. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, I did have straight. the gift card for Karina for a couple of days at school, but she wasn't there those two days. So you tried. We I tried did try. Karina. Yeah, I've still got it. But nice job, Chris. Yeah. Andy, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, we're almost at a battery power here. Um, okay. Thanks mm. for the confessions. Are there any final closing thoughts? I know that I was just thinking about our talk today, and I was saying to Tyler how I feel like even in conversation, you think with yourself a lot too. You start to really analyze what you've said. And like, sometimes someone says something and it makes you think, but even just like, just talking about it makes you think like, why am I saying these things? Like, do, do I really believe this? Yeah. And today was a good start for that for me. Some of the things we talked about with the rodeo and even with the climate, like I'm saying these things that I believe, but it really made me think like, you know, why do I believe these things? And, and really do I? And so that's well, why I like these talks. Well, and you can even get pretty yeah. passionate about them. And then it's like, oh, yeah, where does that come from? You ever from? get in too deep and you're like, wait a minute, like actually oh, yeah. what they're saying where is kind of reasonable from? and yeah. now, but I'm dug in. Yeah. Right. right? You, get, you get dug in and it's really hard to back out maybe. I yeah, guess that's why people yeah. can say. I, I wonder if I'm hypocritical with, you know, certain cultures do something and I can easily say that's not how you should do it and I might be doing something just as yeah. grievous that I'm letting myself get away with. So yeah. I got to be more consistent. And I think I really want to think about my motivation. Am I doing it because I care about the earth because God created it and I'm supposed to? Or because some girl made a turtle video? Right. Which you showed could us. Those and be the that same is thing. not yeah. my favorite video. I know. that When we were talking about the animals, I was going to say that turtle video, you showed it to us in the break and it really made me... I almost couldn't watch it. It was making me... for turtles. Yeah, empathize with animals too much. But Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, kind of my closing thought, I kind of already mentioned about... Like just lately, I've been 
listening to a lot of Richard Rohr and a lot of his thoughts about God being in everything, including the air we breathe and the plants around us. And um, I believe that and I think that, but I don't necessarily always act on that. So hmm. um, I guess being not being a hypocrite is, a, is maybe my closing. Well, it's a lot easier to philosophize about something than to actually oh, make totally. the decisions. I love playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. and philosophizing and... It's why we make we do this podcast and why yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. 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 It should lead to action if you believe it, right? So that was Environment Talk Part One. Oh, we have so many. This part is ones. a fourteen-part series. Yeah. Right. Okay, guys. Uh, it's been great today. Thanks yeah, for coming, and thanks to Hands at Blind Man for setting Hans, us we'd up. We'd love to do this again. It's a perfect setting. Beautiful patio. You can hear all the noise of industrial Lacombe in the yeah. background. Hope you heard the train a second ago. Yeah. And the saw every <laughs> five <laughs> minutes or so. And uh, maybe we should contact uh, Pastor Dana and see if she wants to come on the show sometime. That's a great idea. Yeah. Maybe after you guys finish your trip, so we'll do another one. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks, everyone. Email us if you want to, harmoniousgentlemen at gmail.com. Twitter. What else? I posted a pretty cool picture on uh, Twitter. Oh. I should put it on Instagram, too. It fits in with your bumper sticker theme from a couple episodes ago. Awesome. Check it out. And by the way, if I have mentioned that book before... Thunderstruck. I'm sorry. I, these guys maybe think that I mentioned it before an episode. So <laughs> it's worth two recommendations. There it's it is. that good. It is. Okay. Ty, are you all done? Well, I did think of another confession, and it's that I do carry like one of those multi-pack, like plastic straw <laughs> things around for the restaurants that don't give you a plastic straw, and they <laughs> oh, use those paper straws. <laughs> You'll need it at Starbucks. <laughs> so just so I always have one handy. That's smart. Where do I get that? <laughs> Costco. <laughs> okay. <laughs>